Summer Challenge. Sheesh. Hey guys, welcome back to another devotional in the book of Mark. Today we are day two of the Mark Summer Challenge, and we are in Mark chapter 1, verses 14 through 15. And the title of this devotional is, How to Follow Jesus. Yesterday, we were introduced to Jesus and the baptizer, John the baptizer. And today, Jesus begins his public ministry and shows us how to truly follow him, how we can be saved, how we can become a Christian, how we can become a follower of Jesus Christ. And so he's going to show us that. I've got three points for you concerning salvation. And we're going to look at verses 14 through 45, which you should have already read. You should have already prayed. And now you're watching this devotional. And after this, you're going to answer some questions. So three points for today. Number one, the requirement of salvation. And we see this in verses 14 through 15 of Mark chapter 1. So look there. Verses 14 through 15 says, Now after John had been taken into custody, Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. So John the baptizer has just been arrested. And this shows us something really important that what was John doing throughout this whole time, right? We learned about yesterday. What was John doing? He was preaching the gospel. He was preaching about Jesus who would come into the world and take away the sin of the world. He was a lamb of God. And John was always pointing to Christ. He understood him. He knew that he was the one that we've been longing for. John was a preacher of the gospel. And so John being arrested now shows us that the gospel was not popular. In fact, the gospel is still not popular because the gospel goes against the world. It goes against everything that this world preaches to us and believes in. The gospel is not popular. And so John was not only a forerunner of Jesus, he not only paved the way for Jesus by preaching his message, but he also was a forerunner of the suffering and the death that comes with preaching the gospel. When you believe in the gospel, it is not going to be easy. Your life is not going to get easier. You will be saved. You will have hope for life after this one. But during this life, if you believe in the gospel, it will not be easy and John shows us that he's he is arrested he is in prison and he continues to preach the gospel of God so Jesus who is himself the gospel remember the gospel is a person it is Jesus Christ it is what he has done and uh, what he has done for us in his life and ministry uh, it is the good news of that but Jesus who is the gospel preaches the gospel his whole ministry he is from place to place preaching the gospel calling people to himself he is the greatest most compelling most clear preacher of all time the greatest preacher and uh, he has for us he gives us clearly two requirements of 
salvation. If you want to be saved, here it is. He says you must, number one, repent, and number two, believe. These are the two requirements of salvation. Repentance is turning away from your sin, letting it all go, and believing is turning to Jesus Christ, putting your faith in Him. Repenting, turning away from your sin, believing, turning to Jesus Christ. And I'll ask you first, have you done this? Have you repented from your sins and have you believed in Jesus Christ and given him your life and put your faith in him? If so, then you are saved. If not, then you still need this Savior and this gospel message. That was number one, the requirement of salvation. We're just doing a quick flyover. We saw that in verses 14 through 15. And now number two, the result of salvation. The result of salvation. And we see this in verses 16 through 20. We now see Jesus and the fishermen. The fishermen, Simon, Andrew, James, and John are fishermen. This is their life passion. This is their job. This is what they devote all of their time to, is to fish. That's how they make money. That's how they feed their families. Uh, And so I want you to see this first truth about salvation. And you see it in this passage, verses 16 through 20, is who first seeks after who? It is not the fishermen who seek after Jesus, but it is in fact Jesus who seeks after these fishermen. He searches after them and he approaches them. Jesus seeks after the sinner and he calls them to himself. We do not seek after Jesus. We are, our hearts are extremely wicked and we would never seek him in our own strength and in our own desires. But it is Jesus who seeks after us. And so we have these fishermen. We've got Andrew. We've got Simon. We've got James and John. And uh, fishing was their life passion. It is their greatest desire. It's what they need to survive. It's what they do all day long. And I want to ask you, what is your life passion? Is it video games? Is it friends? Is it social media? Is it your phone? Is it sports? What is it that consumes your life? What do you uh, think about the most? What do you spend the most time doing? I want to ask you that as we look at these fishermen. They spend their life fishing. But when Jesus calls them, they immediately leave it all behind. They give up what they've spent their life doing and obsessing over, and they choose to follow Jesus instead. They give up fishing, and they become fishers of men following after Jesus. And I want to ask you again, have you done this? Would you be willing to leave everything behind, give up your video games, your phone, your social media, your friends, your family, your sports, anything and everything. Would you be willing to leave it behind and to follow Jesus? 
That is what these men have done. And I want to read for you verse 20 because it gives us the perfect picture of someone who repents of their sin and believes in Jesus and chooses to follow them. Verse 20, look at it with me. Mark chapter 1 verse 20. Immediately. Remember how Mark always uses immediately. He's moving fast. Immediately. He, Jesus, called them. And they left their father, Zebedee, in the boat with the hired servants and went away to follow him. They leave everything behind and they follow Jesus. You want to know how to follow Jesus? This is it. Repent from your sins. Turn away from them. Leave them all behind. Turn the other direction towards Jesus Christ and follow him, believe in him, put your faith in him, and give him your entire life. Make him first in everything that you do. He is the number one priority in your life. You follow after Jesus. Okay, so we saw number one, the requirement of salvation. Number two, the result of salvation. And now number three, the power of salvation. And this is found in verses 21 through 45. The rest of chapter 1 displays Jesus as the preacher. He's the exorcist. He is the healer. He's the cleanser. And all of this is displaying God's power and authority. God, Jesus, has the ultimate authority and he has the ultimate power. He cleanses lepers. He heals people. And we know from John that Jesus is healing people every day. And what we have in our Bibles is only a sample of that. Only a few of his miracles are recorded here. But we know from this that Jesus has great authority and great power. This is the authority and the power that makes salvation possible. This is the power that you must depend on in order to be saved. We know that we cannot save ourselves. We cannot do it in our own strength. It is only the power of God that can save us from our sin. And we also know that because Jesus has great authority, that we must, if we are truly followers of Jesus, we must submit to Him. If this is the authority and the power that you submit and depend on, then you are a follower of Jesus. But I ask you, do you submit and do you depend? Submit to his word, submit to the people that he has put over you, which is your parents, and depend on him as you fight sin and as you pursue him. I want to focus on that point of submitting to his authority. Do you submit to your parents? And what this looks like is, do you obey them quickly? Do you obey them joyfully when they ask you to do something? Or even do you do things for them outside of them asking you? Do you take out the trash or wash the dishes without them asking you? Do you uh, treat your siblings kindly without them asking you? Do you submit to them? God has put your parents over you. They are your authority. And when you submit to your parents, you are submitting to God. Do you submit and depend? So we've seen, number one, the requirement of salvation. 
Number two, the result of salvation. And number three, the power of salvation. And I've got three questions for you that you're going to answer after this devotional on our website. Number one, do you know Jesus? And what is holding you back from fully following him? What are the sins that are holding you back from giving your whole life to Jesus Christ? Number two, second question, do you tell others about Jesus? What holds you back from doing this? When Jesus made his disciples, his first disciples, fishers of men, that means that they now are fishing for souls. They are telling people about Jesus Christ. They are preaching the gospel. And if you are a Christian, then this is what you must do also. All Christians are commanded to preach the gospel, to tell others about Jesus Christ, that Jesus died for us. He paid the penalty for our sins. He rose again. And because of this, we can have life with him for eternity. But everyone must repent and believe in the gospel. Do you tell your friends and your family about Jesus? And last question, number three, how can you better submit to your parents the authority God has put over you? What areas are you struggling with in submitting to your parents and how can you improve? Can you obey them quicker? Can you obey them with greater joy? What can you do? Okay, so answer these questions back on our website and then you will complete day number two of the Mark Summer Challenge. See you tomorrow.